unbelievably special, precious to me. And we have a history and we've been through some stuff and she is amazing. Meet the fabulous Shalise Jimenez, if you don't know her already and welcome Shalise. I love you. Thank you for being on. Oh my gosh, Catherine. I am so excited to be here with you today. I love you so much. I believe in what you're doing so much and it's, it's my honor. It's my honor. I love watching you shine and I get to be here and be a part of it today. So it's exciting. Yay. yay. This is talk about a win-win. So we're going to dig into a juicy topic, uh, and that is of identity. And for those of you who follow me, you know, uh, this is a hot button for me, but there's a reason why it's a hot button for me, because the button got really hot because I met this woman, Shalisa Menes, who lives and breathes this particular issue uh, and you get to hear from her today about what's on her heart and wherever you have. So, you know, just take it away. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I want to, I want to start just with a prayer, I think with every, for everyone right. today, uh, because I really feel like, you know, identity is one of these topics that we need to not just hear about, but we actually need to experience. And so I just want to pray that every single person that's watching today, Father, that just the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened and they would know the hope of their calling. And I just pray, Father, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you would just be imparted through Catherine and I today, God, and that uh, they would recognize that the knowledge of you is the knowledge of them, that as Jesus is, so are they in this world and that they would awaken God, that this would be an experience of that, not just uh, an intellectual exercise with uh, scripture today. And so we just release that. Thank you that as Catherine and I join forces today, God, thank you that um, and we're just uh, joining everything that you've taught us uh, through our relationship, through the years that we've walked together. Thank you that there's just an impartation for healing, Lord, for that too. Any places in their hearts where their identities have been damaged, where uh, they've been taught lies about themselves or experienced abuse and pain that has caused them to struggle in their identity, God, we just release healing. We release healing over that and we thank you just for what you're going to do. Uh, today through this through this broadcast in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, I, I guess sometimes when I pray, I get kind of my hopping off spot. And I, 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 I think it is I think it is that scripture uh, from first uh, John that says as Jesus is so are we in this world. And, you know, that scripture to me has been a process of discovering. Uh, I think All of us, regardless if we grew up in church or we didn't grow up in church, regardless if we grew up in a happy home or an unhappy home, or we had what we would consider a traumatic childhood, or we had a happy childhood or whatever, whatever, you know, wherever you land on that spectrum, you know, I think that the journey into discovering your identity is, is, is difficult because we are programmed with one (laughs) our whole lives. Yeah. And that identity 
most of the time that we're taught and we experience ourselves and our personality and all these things that we, you know, we, we get growing up, we really don't hear things like that. We don't, most of us don't hear, you know, as Jesus is, so are you in this world, right? you know? And I know in both of our cases, you know, which, you know, when you look at really what, who we were taught to be, we both ended up, and I know because we know each other. So what we both ended up in versions of ourselves and versions of our lives mm-hmm. that weren't necessarily aligned with who we really are. Now that, you know? that were, let's be clear, that were absolutely not aligned <laughs> with yeah. who this is not a necessarily, it was just a not, not a go back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just to help anybody out there. You may be feeling like that's me. We we really get it. And and this is all to help you get out of that and get aligned with who you are. So keep going. Sorry. Well, you know, in my case, you know, I ended up like most people, right? And I know this is your story too, but in my, you know, by my late twenties, entering into my early thirties, you know, I started to ask some really existential questions. You know, I, I was, I was struggling in my life. Right. I had a mental health diagnosis that I, you know, high anxiety, dealt with depression. Uh, I was outwardly successful, but inwardly miserable uh, in a in a marriage that I was, you know, exiting at the time, uh, starting to do therapy for the very first time. And I I remember this having this experience where I was, you know, in my therapist's office, and I had this weird. It was it wasn't like an out of body experience, but it was like this like matrix experience or something. It was kind of like, I, I had this awareness of like, wait a second, my life and my identity, something's off here. It was like, I was in this movie and I was playing the leading role in this movie, but it was like the wrong script. I was playing the wrong character Mm -hmm. and I call it a wake up call, you know, in my book, the path, but it was one of many that started to wake me up to this this concept that I had an identity problem. Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a, a version of my life problem. Right. And, you know, over the years, I've learned that both of those things go hand in hand, that your identity and the life that you've created or the version of your life that you're living are 100% married to one another, exactly. you know? Mm-hmm. And so, I know you went through something similar, you know, uh, in your journey through being a doctor, you know, mm-hmm. and so we have that in common. Um, but, you know, even though I had that experience, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do about it. <clears throat> you know, I didn't know uh, I had grown up in church, you know, really the identity that I had grown up with was one that was steeped in the idea that you were a sinner. It right. was in this illusion of separation from God. Uh, I had grown up with a poor image of God, one that I was an angry God, one that was um, more really like my earthly father than the actual God. And, you know, so there was distance from God. There was distance, um, honestly, within myself. Mm -hmm. And I really was at a place where I didn't know what to do, you know, and, you know, that's an, it's an identity crisis is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people I'm sure that are listening today or that can relate to this or know people that are in that same place. Sounds you know, I don't know how many people I talk to, you know, sometimes I'll ask them, so, okay, so what are your dreams or what do you like? What are, and, and people are like, I don't even know. I don't even know what I like. I don't even know 
what my dreams are. Like they're so out of touch with themselves or they, they, they've had so much religious programming that they're, or that they're like, they give the spiritual answer. Right. Right. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but I remember one time God asking me like, what do you, what do you want? You know? And at the time I was doing this meditation on this scripture from Romans eight fifteen and the message trans- translation that says what's next pop. It was just this like little phrase from that scripture in the message translation. And I, so I was in this, what's next pop thing. Right. And he, I asked him what's next pop. And he said, well, what do you want? Mm-hmm. What's next is for you to tell me what you want. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, so annoyed. I was like, I want you to tell me what's next. Right. And, and he said, no, I want to know what you want. I'm not asking you to tell me what do you think that I want you to want? Right. right. I really want to know what you want. And right. you know, Talk about good. genuine relationship. It's like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't give me what, what I want. Just what, what do you want? It's yeah. right. It's a relationship. Yeah. yeah. So good. And, but the, 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 the issue was, is that I didn't, I, I didn't know how to answer the question. Right. I thought there was a right answer. Right. Like like Solomon and wisdom. Like if I ask for wisdom, well, then, you know, you get the wisdom and, you know, so, yeah. so it was, it was I want your perfect will. Right. Like, right. Perfect, I just want to know what you want, baby. Yeah. Right. right. Totally. <laughs> and so I'm sharing a couple of these stories because I want everyone to know that like this identity journey into not just discovering who you are in Christ, but discovering that unique person, that unique expression of who you are in Christ is is many times an undoing of the identity that we've created or this this it not many times it is it's an undoing of the programming and the identity and the versions of our lives that we've created through the illusion of separation from God because that we haven't really understood the gospel because we didn't know that as Jesus is so are we in this world meaning we are righteous we are holy we have this brand new we're a brand new creation well, and so you know, I think that's in any, in any conversation about identity, I always feel like we have to start with like this undoing of who you're not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And I, it's, the undoing is hard. I think that's the hardest part. The unlearning, mm-hmm. I think is the hardest part um, mm-hmm. because the, the, the faulty learning not only is false and it needs to be unlearned, but it's also a little bit of a defense mechanism and we tend to cling on to it because that's all we know. And so it takes it takes a bit and we need to be patient with ourselves in the unlearning of who we thought we were that we're not, or we thought we were supposed to be that we're not, or the mixed bag, like this was good, but this wasn't, and the confusion that comes with that. And so we unlearn to relearn. Mm-hmm. And you know, that requires that requires patience and it requires connecting with ourselves and like and we're actually given permission and not only that, given a mandate mm-hmm. because he wasn't letting you off the hot seat. Like, what do you want, baby? Yeah. And he's just like, no. well, I want your will, thou will be done. <laughs> it's like, yeah, honey, my my will is for you to tell me what you want. So let me help you with that, right? <laughs> it's messy. Like this is a messy yeah. process. Mm-hmm. You know, because then what, what happened, right. Is then I did, you know, the Holy spirit, much of it through stumbling, honestly, until I could hear the voice of God, mm-hmm. you know, much of it was trial and error and just coincidence and inner, inner feeling this or seeing a billboard and thinking, oh, that's God. I mean, I was really stumbling through the process because I didn't have intimacy with God. I had a lot of guilt and condemnation and separation from God and stuff. But when I finally did, you know, 
geez, experience God, you know, get the feeling and feeling of the Holy Spirit. Well, then I really feel like I went through, and I think this is very common where a lot of people are too. And I, I really felt the Holy Spirit told me to just go ahead and say this, but I really feel like I became a Christian version of myself. So instead of, uh, you know, it's not, you're not this version, you're not version two of Shalice in this version of your life. You know, I honestly created something out of not knowing who I was and and be into what I thought I should be. Right. You know, and it was, you know, in my particular case, I can more identify more from like a prodigal background. Right. So I kind of feel from this prodigal version of belief in almost elder brother version of myself. It was like these ditches, you know, it's like you're, I was trying to, I I didn't know how to be my, I didn't know how to be Shalice. I didn't know how to be a Jesus follower who lives in union with Jesus and also be myself, you know? And that, that was actually valuable. That's actually what God is after. Right. Yes. No, I I mean, I remember when he said something similar to me, it's like, you know, I'm not asking you to be a Christian version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, you know, in Romans 12 too, it says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, you know, we many times as Christians, as believers, we think the pattern of this world is like, you know, un- the ungodly. Don't be, don't be conformed to the pattern of the ungodly. Don't be, pr- you know, to, to, but you know, the religious system is part of the world system. Yeah. It's actually, the religious system is actually ungodly. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we, we are, you know, like that, that's a, whoa, wait a second. You know, you can have uh, things that are labeled Christian. You can have uh anything that's performance, anything that's separated from God, you know, there's, it's mm-hmm. so you have to rethink meanings. You have to get out of the boxes of what, what churches, what uh, all of these Christian labels on things that search the scriptures define me and miss me. Right. One, it's all about me. It's all about Christ. It's all yeah. about, right. The Trinity. And, and we're, we're doing all this religious stuff, trying to find it's like, and missing God, mm-hmm. you know, and so we've got that ditch and then we have the prodigal ditch. So that's not a good ditch. Neither ditch is good. And no. so we get, we get to get out of the ditch no. and actually be who we're called to be. Totally. And thankfully, we are. Jesus mm-hmm. is in both ditches yes. you know, <laughs> because there's no way we get out of it into sonship and into union and into right. one with God right. without revelation, without the Holy Spirit, you know, but I, I'm sharing that because I feel there's some, you know, that, that idea that, you know, you can be a prodigal who is separated from God in guilt and shame and uh, very aware that you're a sinner and unworthy and all of that. Or you can step over here into this elder brother syndrome where, you know, you are self-righteous and you are good apart from Christ and you have, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're arrogant, but you are judgmental. And, and there is an arrogance in it because, because yeah. there's an accusation. The elder brother is pointing fingers at the father. Like sure. you never gave me a gift. Like, <laughs> and that idiot son of yours, right. You're bringing back, you know, but you never did it. Right. And I always, I always like hear the heart of God who's crying out. It's like, wait a second. I've all, you've always been with me. I've always been with you. All I have is yours. Like hear my heart pleading 
with this elder brother to hear his heart. Like everything I have is yours. It's always been yours. And so you've got both, both ditches, both. And and usually I, I find for most of us, we tend to, uh, star better. It, uh, we, we, we tend to do one ditch more than the other, but usually we end up in both ditches. We just need help. We're just messy. <laughs> we do, we do. And, and we don't realize that really judgment is on both sides because you're either judging yourself or you're judging everybody else. You're right. either blaming yourself or you're blaming everybody else. Exactly. And that healing that, that God does is uh, to get you into this place where you can begin to see yourself correctly and begin to recognize that you are seen through the father's eyes as Jesus is like when God looks at you, mm-hmm. he sees the perfection of Jesus. He sees the inheritance of Jesus. He sees himself. He sees himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it, we're, we're, that we are standing in this, this place of, of oneness, but also distinction. Mm-hmm. And it is a glorious journey. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, then, it's him in your flavor because mm-hmm. your flavor matters. We're not just homogeneous, you know, little symbiotic join the collective. Yeah. Um, we are, we are this, it's that union with distinction. You are distinctly you in you're distinctly you as Jesus in your flavor. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's so beautiful because when we don't show up, as who are who we authentically are in the image of God, but in our flavor, it's like the universe has a has a hole in it. Mm-hmm. We're just not okay, uh, and and so God needs you in your flavor. So what you want matters, yeah, because of who you, that's an extension of you. Like, what do you really want? Now, when you go down there, what is it you really want? Yeah. yeah, that's what he's after. It's so beautiful. So I'm sorry, keep on going. No, it is. It's, it's, um, and I think it's also, you, I, you know, I think it's a journey into safety mm. and that has been a very interesting revelation for me and my personal journey, but also for, uh, those that I mentor and train because along the way, somewhere in our lives, mm-hmm we all learn that it's not safe to be ourselves, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, and, and whether that's through rejection, whether that's through abuse, whether that's through, you know, and what we end up doing is that's how these false us, you know, false versions of us get developed and these masks get put on it. You know, it's because it we're, we're afraid to be ourselves. And then, and, and then we lose ourselves because we, we didn't develop into, you know, we decide I'm shy. We decide, you know, I'm not good at that. We decide whatever we decide about, you know, ourselves as a result of what we go through ends up hiding us from not just others, but from ourselves. And so really, I love the concept that God sees us. We are totally intimately known by him and it is through our relationship with him yeah. that we find the safety to come out of hiding and be seen, yeah. uh, be seen by ourselves. Mm-hmm. But now we find the safety to begin to be ourselves and, you know, be comfortable in our own skin uh, because God approves of us and God thinks you're fabulous. And 
Exactly. And that's amazing. Cause yeah, we're coming out of hiding from ourselves. We're coming out of hiding from God as if somehow God will look at us and go, Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, or condemn us or hurt us or punish us or just mildly disapprove of us. And so we don't show up and, you know, creation, creation longs for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. So like this unveiling of who you truly are, this is actually where creation is released from its bondage. So you showing up in who you actually authentically are, knowing that God is championing you. It's like, yeah, that's my girl. That's my boy, you know, championing you in who you are and who he knows he slash she knows that he's created you in his slash her image and likeness in your flavor. And that's not only okay, but it is so necessary. Like creation is longing, like show up, show up, show up. It's just like, where, where are the sons and daughters of God showing up in being who they are? Because the, the, the cosmos is in bondage because we're not showing up. So there's more at stake in this than just, I want to feel better whenever. And that's important. Yeah. Um, and living a great life. That's important. But it's we're all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so when one of us is not showing up in who we are, it hurts all of us. And, mm-hmm. you know, so and so this is the beauty when you also find a community that can also help validate you and require you maybe call you out on when you're not being thing, the thing, thing, um, you know, authentic not really like there's something, are you sure? Like, uh, I don't, I don't think it's it. Right. You don't need to hide. You don't need to whatever. And it, it's a journey. You know, when, when I arrive, when you arrive, we'll come find everybody. Um, but there, there, you know, we have definitely uh, traveled this a bit. And honestly, it is the, the, the nice thing on the other side of it is so much freedom. It's exhausting to try to be something that you're not. It's exhausting to try not to be who you really are. And it takes bravery, but man, mm-hmm. as you, as you journey through that, not only do you find it safe and you learn not to be honestly, not a slave to other people's opinions or even to honestly, to your faulty opinions, <laughs> but uh, you're showing up authentically as who you are. And that is powerful. That is actually life-giving because it's, it's exhausting to be around people who are trying to be something. It's, it's, exha- it's exhausting to be that. It's exhausting to be around people who are trying. But the real thing t- shows up and you're like, oh, God, yeah, there's something that's that's helpful. And it gives other people permission to kind of run on your updraft, you know, to updraft behind you. Just run in that wake mm-hmm. uh, to 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 do that. So oh, it's, it's so good. I love that revelation of this hiding that we're, we do, it's safe. It's safe to be you. It's necessary to be you. And, you know, I mean, some people have been punished for being themselves or felt punished or whatever. And so there's a lot of healing that needs to happen and it's authentic. So if that's kind of where people are, no condemnation, but baby, keep going, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You keep going, Shalise. Well, and I do think that it is progressive. I think Mm -hmm. that there's always, you know, it's going to take all of eternity for us to honestly discover the glory of God that is in each, in in an individual human being. I mean, we are jam packed with glory. And so there is this, it's just like the gospel. There's this, uh, you know, progressive awakening to Christ in us. There's this progressive unveiling um, of the sons of God. And, And one of the biggest things that I feel like I have noticed 
mm-hmm. in my own process of unveiling. And I've noticed as I, uh, you know, work with others is that this is a, an interesting revelation that comes out of Romans chapter eight in the sense that, the, yes, creation is moaning and groaning for the unveiling of the sons of God. And then, you know, it goes a little further and says that all things are working together for good for, for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. And so what I'm noticing is that there is really a conspiracy. There's a, a, a good conspiracy, right? That the yeah. universe yeah. creation mm-hmm. is actually conspiring for oh, our unveiling. Yes. And, and what that looks like, if you can wake up to this, mm-hmm. is that every circumstance and every single thing that you're going through, yes, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm-hmm. is actually an opportunity to chip away mm-hmm. at the inauthentic things that are holding you captive and it's an invitation for you to come out of hiding and let sonship mm-hmm. uh, be revealed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, the example I use in this is Jesus in the storm. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have the disciples with him and he's asleep in the, the storm. The disciples are freaking out. Mm-hmm. Same storm, same set of circumstances, mm-hmm. but it was an identity revealing opportunity. Yes. You know, and so in that scenario, Jesus's sonship was revealed and he spoke to the storm. But then the disciples lack of identity mm-hmm. also revealed in that scenario. Yes. yes. You know, so there's a there's a paradigm of identity uh, development Mm -hmm. that you can embrace Mm -hmm. when you start to realize that, wait a second, everything that's going on in my life, even the unpleasant things are opportunities to, to, to reveal what I believe wrongly about myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and an opportunity for me to step into my true identity. So am I making sense when I'm saying that? Does that make sense? No, it's perfect. You can take advantage of everything. Even the things, you know, God working everything for good doesn't mean he sent the crap, but you can take advantage of the crap and hydroplane and learn. Okay. So what is there in the crap that is truly crap Mm -hmm. where I can learn authenticity about who I am, who God is, who I am, who the one in front of me is, whatever that is. So that we can actually take advantage of this is where we we get to be triumphant from glory to glory to glory, because you you have that perspective. It's not like you enjoy the crap. We were talking about a bunch of crap before we came on, right? <laughs> so, and, and it's genuine crap. You know, we're not trying to sugarcoat crap. It's just crap. But in the crap, uh, this can unveil. There's a championship in us, in our union with God, who is unstoppable, that it, we can take advantage of it. So if we're going to go through it, if you're going to go through crap, take advantage of the crap. If you're going to have pain, take advantage of the pain. Mm-hmm. If, you know, t- choose, choose the, the type of pain that actually unveils you and reveals you. Mm-hmm. And God empowers every bit of that. We do nothing by ourselves because we are in union yeah. uh, with God. And one of the, the other thing I wanted to mention briefly, and I want to get back to you because it's so good. Um, the, the idea of authenticity. So in, in the, you know, in, in, in what we, we, in a lot of our culture, we're really big into authenticity. Part of the problem though, is, is it's not authentically authentic because we think just because, you know, like the uglier, I don't want to take photos 
you know, of, of myself, like in the bathroom, right. That may be authentic, but it's not like, it's, it's not really the glory of God. Right. So sometimes we, we trade sort of real kind of gritty, whatever, but it's not generally authentic because that's actually not revealing the glory in you. And so, you know, just because I had a bad hair day and I'm not being myself or whatever, um, uh, that is actually not myself. It may be real. Okay. It may be something I'm like, dang, I, ha- I had a moment. I had a flesh flash. I had a whatever, but that's not really who I am in my union with God. And so this, this authenticity is really the best, the highest. You are authentically beautiful. You are authentically powerful. You are authentically brilliant in, in, in all the areas that you're called to be brilliant. You are authentically all that in a bag of chips. You don't have to work it up. You don't have to um, beat up on yourself in the places that are still confused or whatever, but there's an authenticity that is really of God. It's eternal. It's that as Christ in this world. And we, show up with that. So we're not talking about, I don't know, you know, my, my bad performance days. We're not saying that we don't have bad performances, but you know, it's just, that's a thing, but that's not authentically who we are. Does that make sense? I don't know if I said that well. Sure. It's like who you are in heaven. It's Mm -hmm. who you are in that state of transfigured self, right? right? This, This glorified resurrected you that is going to exist at some point in the future post-resurrected body, but you get to live in that authentic identity now. Right. Meaning the limitations of your past or the limitate, like, yes, I'm, I'm, we absolutely mean be, you know, we're, we are living in human bodies. We are living in imperfection and our circumstances and things. But when we use that word authentic, we're talking about, the real deal that is the right. eternal version the eternal of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the eternal version of you that God sees you as right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so, so, so good because we, you know, we use it almost as an excuse. Authenticity is an excuse to be right. Uh, to be rude, to be whatever. Right. Well, I thought that. So I was authentically, well, that actually, that thought needed to be taken captive because it's actually not really who you are. So knock it off, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, you know, this, this process of becoming and and not necessarily becoming something you're not, but becoming in agreement, (laughs) because getting into agreement with who you are, you know, I think the, the biggest foundational lie that you we've ever believed Mm -hmm. is that we are separate from God. Yes. Yes. And so the found propagated this. I mean, this oh, has been a problem. I mean, yeah. We were, you know, we're, we're born into a world that seeped in it. We, we, mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so to restore the foundation of your identity, to be, to really get started on this, mm-hmm. any identity or frankly, anything, anything, you can name anything, anything that's, that's founded on a definition that is separate from God is distorted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that uh, reality of our union with God is something that I feel like we don't major on enough in Christendom, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because until we've got that, and when I say got that, it's, it's not enough to say, you know, 
I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit or Christ in me is the hope of glory or I'm crucified with Christ. Like it's not enough to know the scriptures. Uh, it's not enough to uh, believe the scriptures about that. We really have to experience union. Exactly. Yeah. We're going to operate out of our experience, not out of our head knowledge. Um, and that is, that is something if I can just do a happy tell on Shalisa Menez, it's such a beautiful, I remember really early on when we first met and we were doing our little, uh, we were doing the Jesus show. Remember that? And then we, uh, and you were doing these things in your home and we just kind of sit at, sit with Shalise kind of at the feet of Shalise because she's so amazing and whatever. And your big thing was Christ in me and how God had me meditate on Christ in me. And, and, and so this is where, you know, when Shalise is talking about this, this is what has transformed her life and has continued to transform. You know, it's not like you, you nailed it and you're just kind of, you know, you know, just flee, I don't know, just kind of floating along. Um, it's continuing to transform your life because this revelation of Christ in us, uh, us in Christ being one with Christ, the gingerbread man in the gingerbread man, um, uh, that from everything flows from that. Everything. That's how we know. That's how we know God, how we know ourselves, how we know our purpose, how we know everything, how we know one another. We're not supposed to relate to one another after the flesh. Um, and then how, how we overcome the crap that happens in our lives um, and how we, uh, how we stand together and, um, uh, you know, champion one another um, how relationships heal, how we heal, everything stems from that. And all prospering and being in health, even as our souls prosper, our soul prospering uh, comes from that. So that foundational um, revelation, not just to head note, but to engage with as a person, as the person of Christ, uh, Holy Spirit and Papa, as we're engaging, this is where we really start to experiencing that, to experience that more and more. And that is supernaturally empowered and yeah. God's always on that. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I find that it's, it's sorely lacking, you know, in, in, in Western, in the Western church, all over the globe, whatever you want to say. And, and I think sometimes it's because it's, it's like, okay, well, how do I, how do I go beyond head knowledge of these scriptures into an experience of this truth? How do I do that? And, and how do I get it from knowing, even if I know my identity in Christ, how do I get it to a way of being? Uh, Because that's the thing about identity. Identity is not, identity is how you be. Uh, It's not, you know, yes, it's how you do, but do comes out of be. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how do I get this into my being? Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to just talk about a little bit because it's a lot easier than I think we think. Uh, It's really about becoming aware. Mm -hmm. It's really a a shift, you know, abiding in Christ is something you can only do right this second. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's not like this place you arrive. Mm -hmm. It's this, it's this stealing away of our focus mm-hmm. by this beautiful person of Jesus who is in us with us 
uh, around us, surround us, holding all things together. The 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 very core of existence. He yes. is the consciousness that 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 spawned all consciousness. It's it's it, he is the creator of all things. He is the above all things. He is the supreme head, the supreme uh, you know whatever, the supreme of the supremes. And and so it's this beautiful gaze away from. Mm-hmm everything but him and this realization that we are one. Mm -hmm. It's this contemplation of him, Mm -hmm. which brings a understanding of you. It's this, it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit like meditation. It's a little bit like worship. It's a little bit like, uh, I guess those two things is what I would say. But it's it's a focus. It's an awareness mm-hmm. of union. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're trying to figure out how to do it, we've missed it because right. instead of figuring it out, we need to just shift our gaze, shift our gaze. And so I have tools, like I keep them in my office even. Oh, yeah. Good. Yay. That help me visualize it. Oh, um, I love it. Okay. We've got, thank you. Help us. Okay. okay. Yes, this is the variant of the gingerbread man. Right. Yes, there we go. I've got a couple of them here, but. But I break it out because I think sometimes people need a visual yes, you know, of, of their union. And so these are just these little reflection dolls and, you know, they're dolls inside of dolls. Mm-hmm. Dolls, dolls here. Let me open up. They have a terrible squeak. But so, you know, let's say that, let me make sure I get them back and right. So we'll say that this is, we'll say this is Jesus. Okay. Big Jesus. Yay, hey, Jesus. Guess what? There you are. Wow. There you popped up right there. Miss Catherine, isn't she pretty? Okay. Hi. And then from there, guess what? If you open this up, uh-huh. oh, there's Christ in her. Whoa. What happened? You know? And then if you yeah. open it up again, you go in here a little more. Fun. Okay. Oh, goodness gracious. Look, it's it's Holy Spirit. Oh, look at her. Yay. Pretty. Hi. And go in there and oh, it's Father God. Oh, look at that. Greatest are the least. So look, Father's small there. But the yes. point is, it's a <laughs> little fun little thing. But it's a beautiful representation of the layering of our identity in Christ. Yes. And whether it takes these little silly dolls for you to grasp it, and then you just begin to do a, 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 a meditation or an imagination on something as simple as this, or, you know, you another one I do, I'm not going to do it right here on the screen, but, you know, I have coffee and water here. You can pour it into a glass and the coffee and the water go into a glass. And, oh, my goodness, the two became one and it's a new thing. It's coffee water, yeah. you know, whatever it takes. It's it's this idea that we need to move it beyond. We need to understand it from a, an experiential standpoint. We need to get it in mm-hmm. our imagination and into our awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful way to live. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like practicing the presence of God, but it's beyond that in the sense that it's practicing our union with God. Yes. And yes. that is transformative, you guys. Wow, it is. And it helps you in that place of union, in that place of encounter. And, you know, uh, and Catherine and I are both so big on, you know, making sure that you encounter God, that you that you encounter the truth. Mm-hmm. And so this can lead you into all kinds of discoveries of who you are. Um you know, one of my very favorite jumping points off for an encounter is to just close your eyes and pretend that you're standing in front of a mirror. 
mm-hmm. and that you it's a special heaven's mirror, right? And mm-hmm. maybe Jesus is behind you, standing, looking in the mirror with you, however it shows up for you. And then you just say, okay, Holy Spirit, show me myself, show me something about me, show me my union. But you begin to engage in the spirit with the concept of your identity and begin to get revelation about who you are from the the only one that really can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and one thing I'd like to, I want to go there uh, before we do, I just want to help someone out there may in with the lies they believed about themselves or the lies they believed about God. uh, There may be fear coming up. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, if, if fear comes up, like, well, you know, what if I'm this horrible thing and I don't want to see that? Or what if God's this like maniac and, you know, whatever, I, I don't want to see that. And I just want to let you know that, uh, God will always keep you safe in these encounters. And so, and that he will never, him showing you, you will never be something that you don't want to be. It's actually an upgrade. It's like, I never knew I was that beautiful. I never knew I was that powerful. I never knew I was that holy. You know, the concept of holiness is actually the concept of wholeness. And that's what he's bringing us into. He's going to show you who you really are and who he really is. When he cracks open its chest, it's the chest of love. That's the safest place in the universe. So love will always keep you safe. As you're doing that encounter, as you're, you know, he's can show you what you can handle. And sometimes there's only so much we can handle because we're a little like, whoa, this is, and that's okay. Um, So just to let you know, as we sort of switch into encounter mode, it's safe. God's going to keep you safe because he loves you, but he will also stretch you because you and I need to be stretched. Right. Is that, was that fair? Would you say? Yeah. Oh, 100%. And the beautiful thing about it is that God knows where our, our, our identities were hijacked, yes. knows the places in our lives and in our hearts and in our childhoods where we believed lies about ourselves. And Jesus is so gentle. Jesus is so uh, amazing. I, I don't have our adjectives, right? It's like, I started to try to describe it. And I was like, well, how do you describe it? It's just, it's, right. it's, it's Perfect. It's exactly what love needs to show up like mm-hmm. in that place where you're you're hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. we hide because we're afraid. We're mm-hmm. afraid, you know. And and honestly, the very first time I ever had an encounter with Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and I shared this pretty openly uh a lot of times, but you know, Jesus showed up to me when I was I was eight and I was hiding behind a rock and I was filthy dirty and it was a rainstorm and I was terrified and I was cold and he said, I've been looking for you everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I said, I literally looked up at that little eight-year-old self of mine and I said, I've been a bad little girl. You know, and it was this beautiful place. And he said, it's like he almost didn't hear me. He's like, get, go get in, get in the house, get in the house. He pointed in the distance and it was this beautiful picture of of the father's house, go home. He said, go home, get in the house, go home. And, and it was this beautiful experience of, of, of being, I walked in the house and it smelled like cookies and it was Christmas. Oh. It was like the, the most beautiful, I mean, you, it was home. It was home. like home should feel like. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm sharing that because for those of you that maybe like Catherine says, or, you know, you're just a little nervous. I mean, it's okay. It, you know, it, it, Jesus knows how to do this 
mm-hmm. in the most gentle, uh, healing way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he knows exactly where to find you. Yeah. So good. So good. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Shalise, for sharing that. Such a powerful story. Well, why don't we spend some time doing an encounter? Yeah. Let's do it. Would you lead us with that? That'd be fabulous. Yeah. 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 So let's, um, let's just do this. First of all, let's just take a couple of deep breaths. Let's breathe in. Then let's exhale. And Let's just become aware, first of all, let's just kind of practice using our awareness. <laughs> let's um let's just become aware of your bum and your wherever you're seating. I know that's kind of a strange place to start, but I just want you to recognize that you can shift your focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can notice that maybe your feet are on the floor, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that your focus can shift even as I'm just speaking that over you right now. And so just shift your focus here and just you know, notice your body here for a moment and, and recognize that God is in you right this minute, that God is living inside of you. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit right this minute, that there's, there's nothing to do. Uh, there's no prayer to pray. There's no, you know, anything that has to happen. This is an instant reality. The moment you shift your focus to it. And it's true right this moment whether you're, you're, you're feeling it exactly, whether you are even necessarily believing it with your mind right this moment, it is a true reality about you. It's the highest truth about you. Mm-hmm. And so from that place of just saying, okay, you just can acknowledge that, you know, I just, I'm one with you right now, Lord. I'm one with you, Jesus. I'm one with you, Holy Spirit. I'm one with you, Papa. And with every breath, you can just begin to recognize that you're breathing in the breath of life. When you're exhaling the presence of God, you're breathing in the breath of life and you're exhaling the presence of God. And now you can just settle into this place of using your imagination. And so I want you to just ask the Holy Spirit to show you uh, a place that you can meet with Jesus. So for some, it may be a garden. For some, it may be a beach. For some, it may be a place that is an actual real place from your memory from a memory from somewhere for others, it may just be an imagination of some place in the spirit realm, but wherever that is, just settle into that location and just take a moment to use all of your imaginative faculties. So see what you hear and see what you hear, you know, you, but you can see it and you can hear it. So you can see what you see and hear what you hear. And then just see if there's a smell that you smell. Maybe there's flowers. Maybe it's the ocean air. But just engage that and just stay there for a moment. And then we are going to imagine that a heavenly mirror just appears in this scene. And I always think it's interesting to notice what the mirror looks like. 
Uh, over the years, people have said, well, it looks kind of like a sci-fi high-tech mirror. Other people are say, oh, it looks like this gold ornate mirror. But the details sometimes just help you use the, your spiritual senses and activate them. It's like the more you use them, the more uh, they, the sharper they become, the more they become attuned to the things of the spirit. So just notice that. And then I want you to just gaze into that mirror and see what you see in your reflection. And if Jesus is there, or Papa is there, or another representation of God, a dove, or however God is showing up for you, in this place, just let that take place. And just begin to interact here. And Jesus, Papa, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want to speak to your beautiful kids today? Your handsome kids today? What is the truth that they need to hear? And here's the thing, this will always be positive. If there's anything that's not positive in that, you know what? We just bind that in Jesus name and we say there's no, that anything that is not of Jesus, that isn't Jesus right now, we just say that it cannot speak. And just, but just allow God to minister to your heart. You know, I'm hearing someone hear God tell them that he's proud of them. I'm hearing him say to someone else here that he doesn't keep a record of wrongs and that they don't have to either. And then I'm hearing him say to someone else that you, you, you are royalty. You are royalty. And so Holy Spirit, just keep speaking. Jesus, just keep speaking. Papa, just keep speaking to each and every person. And open their eyes. Let them see their reflection. And and I'm also seeing these. Um, I'm also seeing on the mirror, and, and this may just be for some. So if this doesn't fit you, just stay where you are. But it's almost like these these black words have been written on the mirror, and these are words that have been spoken over you that have distorted your your self image. They've distorted the way that you see yourself. And so I, I'm seeing words like fat. I'm seeing words like ugly. I'm seeing words like unacceptable. I'm seeing words like stupid. Yeah. Unwanted. Hateful. Selfish. All these adjectives I've seen on here, and maybe you're seeing some of these words on your own mirror now as I'm saying this, and and I'm just seeing something so beautiful. I'm just seeing Jesus come, and it's like he's got this, I don't know, heavenly Windex or something, and he's just spraying those things right away. Maybe it's the 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 the, the rivers of living water. He's gotten it in his little you know Windex sprayer, and he's just spraying those right away. And I see him writing brand new words on the mirror. Loved, beautiful, 
accepted, holy, <laughs> glorious, gorgeous, fabulous, smart, funny, needed. <laughs> yeah, necessary, perfect, loved, precious, anointed, powerful, ascended, rich, healed, whole, triumphant, victorious, all of these words just being written. And Catherine, why don't why don't you just enter into this now and 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 see what what the what what what, what Father's showing you? Yeah, for sure. I was saying words and I mean beautiful and valuable, treasured, cherished. You know, I, I um redeemed, worthy, um, funny, kind. Selfless, you know. I, I and I. This is a constant. It can be a constant exchange because sometimes I'm. I'm saying for some of you, there's a battle because some of the ugly words want to come back. There's kind of internal battle, and but what's amazing because the when the words try to come back, and God sprays His holy water, whatever His rivers of living water on them, His Windex water, whatever on it um they immediately disappear it's like yeah no we're not having that and and um and every time they try to come back they come back fainter and fainter so which means there's a process that this battle within you uh, with the lies that you believed about yourself um uh, uh you know is 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 losing ground with every word that's written over you that's already been written over you that's being spoken over you um, some of you, I'm getting the word dirty and man, that, that puppy's going because you're clean and you're holy and you're undefiled. Um, I'm getting words of weak and then those are being sprayed away. And I'm getting oh. at it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thank you that that word too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally washed away. Yeah. Yeah. Not who you are. Free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting the word happy. Mm-hmm. That gets to be you happy and joyful and fulfilled and contented that that's actually who you are as well. Settled, strong, stable. Uh, I'm getting for someone or multiple people tower, like you're a tower. You're so strong that you're like a, a tower of triumphant beauty, triumphant power, um, overcomer, restored. And I'm getting two other words. I'm getting unemployed. And so I believe that there's a people that have been listening that have been searching for employment. And God says, no, you're, you're employed. He's, he's now spraying and washing that away that you are employed. And then the other word is disabled. Mm. And I'm just seeing him washing that away, that you are well able. You are well able. You are equipped. 
Yeah. Getting the words not enough with more than enough. It's kind of cute because as the not enough came, the not was sprayed away and more than just whoop, poop right, pop right out, right? <laughs> more than enough, more than able, more than equipped. Yeah. And I'm just seeing, you know, this, this new, this new, new garments being put on you. And, uh, and you may have already had a pretty awesome garment on when you, when you, when you first looked in that mirror, some of you might've not had great clothes on, <laughs> uh, but, but there's a new level of adorning that God is releasing even in this moment an upgrade in your stature. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Jesus grew in wisdom in stature and in favor with God and men. And I I sense that there is a, uh, an upgrade even in wisdom that's coming with this new uh, attire. And then I also sense a new level of favor. And, and, and I, I I also sense uh, new opportunities that will be coming as a result of this, uh, the new way that it, it feels like you're carrying your, you're going to carry yourself different, mm-hmm. but, you know, clothes affect our, our energy, you know, they affect the way that we carry ourselves. And I, I just see this new way of carrying yourself with this, the, this new outfit, you know, today was my, my daughter's first day of school in eighth grade. And, you know, you pick out your first day of school outfit, yeah. You're shopping, you put it on. And that's like, this is, this is kind of that feeling. I want to, I'm just releasing that feeling, not just the, not just the visual of it, but, but the, the, the actual impartation of that and the releasing of that, even that just credentialing for people. Yeah. So good. Some of you I see are struggling receiving the clothing. And I, I just, I just, I just see Jesus. Papa Jesus, Holy Spirit saying, you know, look in my eyes. Let me do this for you. This is my joy because I made you worthy. I made you worthy. Let me clothe you. Let me adorn you. It's safe to be adorned. I will keep you safe in the adornment. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I heard, I heard him. It was kind of cute because uh, I kind of heard Papa said, say like, who said you're not worthy? He's like, like, don't you talk smack about my kid, <laughs> right? So yes, yes, this is yours. You get, you get the best. And, and I would like you guys just to, just to repeat this prayer after me. Let's just, let's just get everybody off of the throne that has defined you except for God. Let's just make a decision today. And, and, and let's just say, Father, I just ask you to release me from the judgments that I made about myself. I ask you to release me from the judgments that other people have made about me. And I ask you to release us from the role of judge and from the role of definer of my identity and from the role of playing God. And in its place, Jesus, you get back up on the throne, Papa, Holy Spirit, you be the definer of me. You be the source of my identity. You be the source of 
judgment <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'll be the innocent. I'll be the redeemed. I'll be who you say I am. In Jesus' name, you can just release that now. And for those of you that may not have followed completely with the prayer, you know, you can just say, yeah, what she said. Because sometimes people stumble over, like, I didn't get the word. It's not about the words. It's about that yielding to what the words meant. And Holy Spirit's right there with you, helping you say it in your way. And that's perfect. It's perfect. You're doing such a great job. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. You know, there's no right or wrong way to let God love you. Mm -hmm. And you can learn this in all the ways that want to draw back from that. You can learn this. And you don't have to... It's 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 a oppressive learning to let him love you more. He's the happiest when you let him love you. So he's the one to help you with all the blockages and all the hesitancy and all the I'm not worthy and blah 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 blah. 100%. He's not he's not listening to it anyway. You do realize that it's like la la la. I can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh goodness, Shalise, that was amazing. It's awesome. It always is. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Wow. So good. So I can't believe it. We have whizzed through our time. I knew we would. Yeah. How can people find you? You've got incredible schools, School of Emerge, and just programs after that. You've got a book. Just tell yeah. them how they can connect yeah. with you. And well, the easiest, yeah, the easiest way, not necessarily the easiest way to spell, but the easiest way to get me is at shalice.com. So S-C-H-L-Y-C-E.com. Yes, my mother needed to buy a vowel. Uh, but S-C-H-L-Y-C-E.com. It's my website. It's the easiest way to go and get a, a copy of my book. It's the easiest way to, to, to watch some free training uh, about Emerge School of Transformation. Also on all the social media channels, you can find me. You can always DM me. Uh, you can email us at info at shalice.com. Uh, we would love to chat with you more about how we can support you in your journey of finding the real you and experiencing it. So yeah. So amazing. Yeah. I'll put all those up in the notes, but yeah, go find Shalice. She, let me just say this. If it weren't for Shalice, I would not be who I am. I just want to say that. And so she's helped in the transformation process that God was doing, you know, uh, she's helped me do that. She is the real deal. She's amazing. And she carries something earth shatteringly powerful to help you be transformed into the image of Christ in your flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to know him better. So thank you, Shalice. I love you. And thank you for joining us today. For sure. Catherine, I loved it. Thank you so much. Yay. Yay. I awesome. I love you too. Uh, so everybody go find Chalice, go find her stuff. I'll be putting the links up there. Make sure you share this with someone. Someone needs this. So share it uh, with whatever makes sense for you. Thank you for watching. Um, we always appreciate that. And everybody have a wonderful day, evening, or whatever the time it is. Love you guys. Love you, Chalice. Bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. 
For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.